From the Financial Times in London, I'm Hannah Murphy, and this is FT News. China is merging its largest state television and radio stations as part of a drive to broaden its global news footprint. The new platform, to be called The Voice of China, will provide news about China and publicise Communist Party policies. But China has much bigger ambitions. It aims to build up a news network so extensive that China becomes the foremost news provider in the world. On the line with me from Beijing to discuss this is Emily Feng, our correspondent there. But first, let's listen to a clip from China Radio International's English language service, discussing President Xi Jinping's speech at the closing ceremony of the country's rubber stamp parliament this month. So first, let's talk about the speech given by Xi Jinping this morning at the closing ceremony of the NPC. We heard the people is obviously the key word in the speech this morning. Xi Jinping asked the government officials to put the people in the most prominent place in their hearts, always serve the people, and always work hard for the people's interests and happiness. So first, Victor, how would you read this speech that emphasizes this people a lot? President Xi Jinping's uh, speech at today's uh, closing ceremony of the MPC session is a very important speech in which he really demonstrated how much he cares about the people and how important people are in whatever the party. And the discussion the continued very much in that vein. So, Emily, there wasn't much divergence from the official line in this item, with all the commentators unanimous in praise of the president and the direction he's taking China in. Is this pretty typical of the output from state broadcasters? Yes, it's really common to see the exact same language and B-roll being broadcasted across multiple television stations, and the same text being copied across multiple newspapers. Increasingly so under the presidency of Xi Jinping. So, as a reporter here, you can do this fun exercise when you pick up the morning papers every day, and you'll notice that on the front page, the pictures, the layout, the headlines. They're all pretty much the same, regardless of paper. It's just all she, she, she. That's because there's a huge amount of coordination among state broadcasters. So even though there appears to be a diverse landscape of media outlets, public and private, in China, we're really just seeing the same news being reported in the same way each day. How big is China's overseas network of TV and radio stations, and how many languages does it broadcast in? I think there's still this misperception that China Radio International, which is one of the platforms that will be merging into the big state media behemoth soon, and CCTV, the state broadcaster especially, are Chinese outlets only. When actually in practice, they're really global in their operations and reach. In 2016, for example, so only two years ago, CCTV rebranded its international networks as CGTN. And that network now has more than seventy overseas bureaus. China Radio International also broadcasts in more than sixty languages from seventy overseas stations. That's far larger a network than most publications and stations、uh, who are independent in other countries can afford. It's certainly larger than the Financial Times' own global network. So these state media outlets have a massive presence overseas. That's probably much larger. Than even what's publicly stated, because there's growing evidence that these state outlets own or effectively operate seemingly independent stations while obscuring their connection to Chinese state media. So, for example, a 2015 investigation by the Associated Press found that there were 30 or so radio stations that were actually owned or operated by China Radio International, but that ownership was intentionally obscured to the people who were tuning into those stations. 
and we'll certainly see more stories like this going forward. It's actually something that I'm working on, that Chinese state media is disseminating its content through outlets or vehicles that are not completely publicly affiliated with state media. Furthermore, because Chinese media is state-funded, they enjoy resources that no for-profit, independent media organization would normally possess. And so outlets like CCTV, these radio outlets, they're allowed to grow very fast in an age where print media and smaller independent stations from other countries are actually shrinking their bureaus at home and abroad. An example of where really deep pockets have helped CCTV expand globally is it effectively now offers its content for free to any foreign station or media organization. In fact, CCTV has courted the Financial Times before and offered me everything from free B-roll to ready-made television scripts for news spots, which we did not take, but it demonstrates just how upfront and aggressive they've been in trying to expand their reach to other media organizations. Another important element of President Xi's speech was his promise that there would be a more assertive Chinese foreign policy. Do you see the new broadcaster as part of this new assertiveness? This new broadcaster is certainly part of Chinese foreign policy in the sense that China realizes more and more that a global superpower needs to be able to tell its own story well. Much like in Russia, China has its domestic audience locked down already, and because of internet controls and strict regulations on importing entertainment products and other publications, it knows that it can feed its domestic audience pretty much anything that state media puts out. Its issue now is it doesn't want to look like a villain abroad in other countries, and that's where the real work lies in building up a global media organization that looks credible to non-Chinese consumers, at least on the surface. And it's understandable why they want to do this. To be fair, much of global media is in English. The global news agenda is set by a handful of European and American media outlets. And so the Communist Party of China wants the same capability, understandably. What's alarming about that desire is that the party wants to do that while retaining full control over these platforms' editorial direction. President Xi's speech was widely seen as a kind of warning to Taiwan that Beijing sees the independent territory as part of China. Are the people of Taiwan a key target audience for the broadcaster, do you think? Taiwan is certainly a target, but they're not a priority because China already has economic and political influence, you know, hard power tools to control Taiwan, whether Taiwanese voters like that or not. So the language in Xi's speech warning Taiwan and Hong Kong about remaining loyal to Beijing and also warning outsiders against, quote, splitting China is not new but it certainly has gotten more extreme in the last five years under President Xi's rule. The real audiences for the new media outreach that we're seeing from mainland China are Chinese overseas communities in North America, living in countries like Canada and the US, as well as Australia, New Zealand, Europe, and increasingly Africa, actually. We've seen the party really expand its efforts to align Chinese communities and have them identify with mainland China. And you're starting to see some results from that effort manifesting in Australia, New Zealand, and also Southeast Asia, where you've seen ethnically Chinese communities who are sympathetic to the message that the Communist Party is trying to disseminate abroad. So the primary audience is actually people who are ethnically Chinese, who are second, third generation immigrants, like myself, actually. And if the Communist Party can also reach mainstream audiences too at the same time, that's even better. What other initiatives has China taken recently to improve its global image? 
The fact that China is creating this voice of China through a merger of three platforms is in and of itself a big deal because of the sheer scope this future broadcaster will have. It'll be providing content to thousands of foreign stations and directly controlling tens of overseas bureaus and radio stations that's far bigger than any network of reporters or network of distribution for news than any U.S. or European outlet currently has. But it points to a much more important trend that the party's goal is to ultimately be the foremost news provider in the world. CCTV, Xinhua, which is the state news agency, they see their rivals not as other Chinese media, but in independent English-language stations like the BBC, CNN, or wire agencies like Reuters and the Associated Press, or even financial outlets like the Financial Times and Bloomberg. CCTV, Xinhua, these state media outlets in China want to be able to provide the basic news and reporting that then all other coverage is built upon. That's the long-term goal. So in addition to this most recent merger, we've seen Xinhua, the Chinese state news agency, restructuring its financial newspapers and will likely make a big push soon globally to have people buy their content abroad. And the idea is, eventually, if anyone wants footage of whatever last government presser or state enterprise ribbon-cutting ceremony, then you'll have to go to CCTV. If you want access to the latest clearinghouse data for the first quarter of 2025, then you'll have to go to Xinhua. If you want your free news copy on whatever latest constitutional reform is happening within Chinese elite politics, but say you're a regional newspaper in Canada and you can't afford to have your own beer abroad, then you can go to the China News Service or the People's Daily, which are both party-run news outlets. What China is trying to build is essentially a syndicated business model for content distribution that was first perfected by English language companies. The difference now is that China can do it on a much bigger, faster scale, and the party is going to be the de facto managing editor and editor-in-chief. Thanks, Emily. It'll be interesting to see how that develops. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to read more of our coverage on China, go to ft.com forward slash China. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.